So I know that this is very obvious to say, especially considering the title, but I genuinely do miss the campus dating days. Like dating back in campus was just so simple and it was pretty good. There wasn't that much to deal with. You know, there were a couple of things that you'd have to worry about. But for the most part, it was like down to shit like personality and shit and not like 50 different things that people want you to be or to do or not do at least. Like those are the simple days, you know. But I'll get into that eventually. But before I get into that, I want to bring up something that I found to be a little bit annoying. Now, as per an open letter that was released some time towards the end of last week, Amber Heard received open support against public shaming from over 130 women's rights organizations. Over 130. What were these organizations thinking? Like... Don't get me wrong, I'm not for public shaming and all, but this is Amber Heard over here. Like, I definitely need to get into this properly because honestly, what the f- Alright, so just like I said earlier on, I'm not for public shaming, I'm not for cancellation, but... In this particular case, I was particularly okay with it. Like, I actually supported it to a pretty good degree. Because I can understand why guys, and it was mostly the male community on the internet that was so upfront about cancelling her. But to think that an entire group of women's rights organizations decided to come together and pen an open letter of support, like, it sounds a little bit weird. Like, if it was a move for cloud chasing then it would make sense to a certain degree because you know like this is an old ass story people haven't thought about amber heard ever since i guess maybe the middle of this year so to think that a couple of women's rights organizations came to write a public letter of you know support and everything it seems a little bit wild like it's like they had to do their makeup first and that was like every single person from every single organization you know almost in like a line formation so that they can pen the open letter down and then send it because that would justify why it's so bloody late but all in all the dumb thing is actually the support not that i'm saying that supporting is bad and public shaming is good or anything it's just that considering that a lot of the claims that she made against Johnny Depp were false and that actually impacts the ability for women to be believable in domestic violence cases moving forward. Not just by the court system, but mostly by the public. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but isn't this a particularly dumb move to make? Because you kind of think about it, she was the one that gave a lot of the false accusations of domestic violence, yet the injuries weren't even inflicted by Johnny Depp. Which is actually why we cancelled her because originally a bunch of people cancelled Johnny Depp and the guy lost hundreds of millions of dollars in terms of opportunities and there are a bunch of iconic movies that we haven't seen as a result. But despite all of this, even though you could remove the bit about Johnny Depp actually losing money, the mere fact that she lied about something that affects women on a daily that we should actually be paying more attention to but now we may not give as much attention because of this precedence yeah no maybe it's just me i don't know maybe it isn't but these women whose rights you supposedly seem to be protecting it kind of seems like you're putting them in jeopardy now so in other words you guys kind of shit the bed here although 
considering that you are supporting someone who did actually shit the bed, I'm not entirely surprised though. But I will sort of leave it at that because I have a podcast that discusses more than just this and I should have started in a more typical fashion where I start by saying... Welcome to Breaktime on West Side, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who takes his shit anywhere but the bed, even though my dog might have stepped on a bee. He is a man who likes his women the same exact way he likes his yogurt. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex, and relationships show where I get to talk about dating and relationships. I try to avoid the Amber Heard shit so I won't bring it up for the rest of the episode. Sometimes someone gets mad, but I usually like to come through with that conclusion. Now, whether you agree or you disagree, if you want to give some different feedback, just want to say hi, or you want to suggest a topic that we should probably discuss then the place to do that is at break time on my side on facebook and on ig the dms are always open you can slide in there and if twitter is the place that you prefer to be then the place to hit me up at is at bagaka the d the dms are open there as well and a massive thank you to each and every one of you that reaches back after an episode whether to say that you liked it or you didn't like it or to just give your views i really appreciate each and every one of you that does that as well as the people that give the ratings via their different apps that they use to listen to their podcasts because i appreciate that quite a bit And if you're not subscribed, then, you know, I'd recommend that you subscribe as well or you follow, depending on what app you're using. Now, all the pleasantries aside, I do want to get into the main topic. But before I get into that, I want to bring in something that I found to be particularly interesting and will definitely contribute to the main topic of today. Now, it was a clip that I got courtesy of my friend Marvin from Viral TKE, which you should probably be following so that you can get your best in Kenyan news. And it was a clip of a lady reporter known as Liz Jackson, who recently became famous because she ended up piquing the interest of a politician known as Alfred Mutua, who tends to have a liking for light-skinned babes, you know, petite light-skinned babes to be more specific and who ended up not only staring at her extensively during a state function but also ended up getting her number and you know she also got his now she was talking about her expectations for a guy on a youtube video for spm buzz where she works and she mentioned a couple of things that i feel should probably be discussed so i'm gonna play the clip for you and then we can get into it so here it is let me tell you something Re- uh, relationship and money, mm. it's something that matters a lot. A lot. Sour. Mm. So, for example, me, I can only date someone who earns higher than, than I am. Unajua, nandio nijua hivyo, lazimu niambie netothi yako ni nini, unakanyanga kazi gani, unajua. Eh, umse ya naingiza 90 yako chini yangu, to be honest, ju, 90 ni rent yangu, unaona? So, wewe, hauko willing, boya saa kusainishe prenup, wewe hauko willing kuulizwa netothi yako ni ngapi, useme ni ngapi, lakini wewe uko willing kuhanda boy wa wenyewe. Boy, kwa mariza shule. So on this particular video, they were actually talking about the idea of prenups and whether the babes would be comfortable with prenups and why guys want to get prenups. Now, the interesting thing that I probably didn't even notice as I was preparing for this episode was the fact that she wasn't pro prenup. Like she's against the idea of a prenup. She's not going to talk about her net worth, but she wants to find out about a guy's net worth, blah, blah. And here's the thing. Now, considering that she got a bit of clout because of the whole politician thing, I feel like this might be a clout chase, but if it's not, then she probably hasn't dated in a while, and she's been single for a very long time. My personal thoughts on this entire thing, because 
I don't know if my generation was the last one to be told this, but apparently, for those of y'all that might not know about this, it's actually very, very wrong to ask a guy how much he makes or more so about his money, especially on the first date. All right. It's kind of like me asking a babe how much she weighs on the first date. Whether she's fat, whether she's skinny, whether she thinks she's fat, whether she thinks she's skinny, it'll just seem disrespectful for me to just outrightly ask the question and we haven't even gotten to a topic where it comes in. So for me to think about going on a first date with a babe and she's asking me about my net worth, I feel like most guys would just get up and leave, if not sit through the entire date and never call the babe again because they know very well that they are not going to go long term with this babe because she cares about his money too much. Now, in her case, she's asking about this shit. Then on top of that, I feel like she's just as delusional as most babes who sort of live in this bubble that, you know, the guys that make way more are willing to spend way more. And as they do that, they're still going to be faithful to them and they're going to be caring and they're going to want to build together and shit. Because let's be very honest, if a guy is making way more than you, and they're willing to pay the rent, then there's a pretty good chance that he could be fucking someone else on the site. I'm not saying that every single guy that does this will do it, but it seems very, very dumb for the typical guy to do that for you. Because you think about it, just as a guy, and I don't know, maybe I'm the only logical guy that thinks this way, but as a guy, you're making, say, assuming that she's making somewhere around 180 since she said her rent is 90, and I'm assuming that she's not dumb enough to make her rent uh, more than half of what her actual salary per month is. Now, assuming that you're making way more than that, assuming you're making 300, 400, 500, are you telling me that you're going to start putting down 90K to pay for a babe's rent as opposed to putting down either 90 or 100K on a mortgage for yourself or, you know, to finance a car that you bought? Like, don't you think that it's a little bit dumb to do that? The only guys that are willing to do that are the people that have assets of their own and do not mind spending that money because it doesn't mean that much to them. And assuming that there is a guy that might be dumb enough that makes what three, four hundred K going up to actually put the money down and they're not making ridiculous amounts of money on a consistent basis, then who's to tell you that you're going to be the only one? Because if he manages to get you and he's paying that kind of rent, then he probably looks like he makes a lot of money. And guess what? He'll attract a lot of babes. So he might be banging quite a number of them on the side. Not that that's always the case, but if he is willing to spend that kind of money on a babe, then he can probably spend a little bit less on other babes and still get the same exact thing. So what's to stop him from actually doing it? Anyways, I might be wrong about all of this shit and maybe there is actually a guy that's looking for her that's very, very willing to be faithful with her for this. But either way, that is her choice and I wish her all the best. And I will move it on to our main topic of today. But before we get to that, ladies and gentlemen, do you ever wish you or your man's beard game went up? Do you ever dream of feeling a full beard? Do you simply want a beard that looks and smells good? If you said yes to some or all of the above, Accentu is the experience for you or your man. Their amazing beard oil is set to revolutionize the market through the use of tested and approved organic ingredients that will make the No Shave November squad not only look ruggedly appealing, but also smell cool and dominant. 
Get your first bottle for 15% off with their No Shave November deal through the link in the description below and allow you or your man's beard to finally say thank you. Now, back to the episode. Alright, so while I was on IG last week, there was a video that I stumbled onto which I found to be particularly interesting. It was a guy who was out on the street and he was asking babes one particular question. How long they had to make a guy wait before they gave it to them. And considering the current scope of things and the kind of discussions that people have around giving up the pussy, I feel like their answers were particularly interesting and they do have quite a bit to be discussed. So I'll play the clip right now. So here it is. What is the longest you made a guy wait? Um, it was like seven months. Seven months? Like three months. Three months? What's the longest you ever made a guy wait? Um, four months. Four months. Was it worth it? No. It was worth it. Damn. It's tough. Mm, a year. A year? Yeah. Was it worth it after a year? Oh. Damn. Uh, like a year and a half. Was it worth it? Hell no. Oh. But probably like two months. But we waited a little bit for this generation. What? Okay. So the whole part about the for the generation bit, I actually kind of understand what she was saying. Although to think about the responses that these babes gave when they were being asked, so was it worth it? I'm actually not surprised. Like, not at all. Like I kind of have to throw this blame on the babes to a certain degree before I get into the entire thing. Because, like, you think about it, you're the one that made him wait. You could have realized that it was shit a lot sooner than the amount of time that you gave him. But, you know, you're the one that decided to make him wait, thinking that he's gonna give you some of the best dick in your life. Or, you know, the best relationship experience ever. And he didn't. Probably because you killed all of his juice while he was doing that. But anyways, that one's sort of a side from everything that I was going to talk about. Now, there's a statement that I've heard a lot of guys on the internet, a lot of male podcasters, and a lot of people in the Red Pill community talk about. And it's actually a question on expectations, even though it sounds nothing like a question on expectations. And it is, why pay for something when you can get it for free? Simple as that. And it's actually a question on expectations. Now, the reason why it's a question on expectations is primarily because when guys are thinking about getting pussy, it's not like you want to be the guy that worked the hardest for it. You don't want to be the guy that paid premium price for free pussy. Like, that's essentially kind of how it is. And even on the time aspect of it, even though it's not really about money, you don't want to be the guy that ended up putting in an entire year for pussy especially if it was substandard pussy but quality of pussy aside it's still something the guys don't want to do and it's one of those things that kind of drives a lot of guys against the whole idea of dating and getting into long-term relationships with some babes the simple fact that they know that there was a guy that probably got the pussy a lot faster than he did or a lot faster than you're supposedly promising to give it to him and this entire tussle and you know tug of war over which expectations versus which is something that's been driving the dating market wild this entire year because not only have the babes been coming out to say uh i want a guy that makes this much i want a guy that's this tall or does this and this or is this strong but i want a guy that has this much dick like the dudes also coming in too not that they're talking about guys and how much they make in dick not unless if they're gay but they're also talking about the kind of babes that they want. They want a certain kind of submissive babe. They want a babe 
who sometimes has money. They want a babe that looks a certain way. They want a babe that acts a certain way. They want a babe with a certain kind of personality and attitude towards men. And they don't want the babes who are damaged goods and shit. And this entire tussle has been pitting both genders against each other for a good piece of this year. Of course, people have spoken about it before, but for a good piece of this year, I feel like this has been the number one thing that a majority of the people on the internet and even in the open dating market have actually been arguing about. Because people are like, oh, I want this and this in expectations and guys are asking, oh, can you match it up? Or what do you bring to the table? You know, kind of referencing the old tables argument that was there back in the day. And of course, people were like, oh, you know, do what you want or go for what it is that you want and avoid the people that don't do that or won't give you ABCD. And of course, people have tried to be amicable about it, but you know, stuff has been getting pretty wild lately. And the thing is, in as much as I'd want to speak for the guys and in as much as I want to, you know, defend the men and say that, you know, whatever it is that the babes are saying is bull, some of the shit that guys have been saying as well has also seemed to be pretty bull themselves. Like you're finding a fuckboy, a dude that's fucking bitches all the live long day and has been talking shit about babes is saying that they want to marry a virgin. Like there's some shits that even I'm looking at from the guys that I'm like, you know what? Some of y'all are just spewing bullshit. Mara, oh, I want a babe who's like 1920, who hasn't been touched, who hasn't had dick in her, blah, blah, blah. Like, come on, bruh. And the thing is, I do kind of understand why the guys might have some of those expectations, wild as they are, but at the same time, I sort of understand why the babes also have some of their expectations. Because from what it is that we're supposed to give to babes as guys, you know, they've set their ambitions and, you know, they've aimed super high because they don't want to suffer so they want a guy who not only provides for the stuff that they need to live off on but they also want to benefit and you know live the good life and shit you know the life that they wish that they could give themselves but they probably can't so they'd much rather have a guy do it for them and of course they want financial security with that but on top of that they also want a guy that's going to satisfy them sexually and you know it's perfectly understandable and i can also get why guys would want a babe who is perfectly submissive so that they don't have to fuss around and deal with some babe that's busy trying to be a bad bitch on his dime or at his expense. They also don't want a babe that's going to embarrass them. They want a babe who's going to listen to them. You know, I can totally understand why they'd want that. Plus, they wouldn't want a babe who's been ran through because no one wants to look like the guy that ended up being Captain Saverho. And I understand all of that. The only problem is, while everyone is busy having all of these standards and all of these expectations, it's like people aren't realizing how wild shit is getting. Cause I think back to when I was joining university back in 2016, like niggas weren't trying to bang a virgin, they weren't trying to be with a virgin, like they were just looking for a babe that isn't considered a hoe. And they don't know that has been ran through by a couple of niggas because they did want to date the babe that everyone hits and look like Captain Saverho. So that was particularly simple. Even though the babe has banged one or two dudes that she might have dated or been with, then it was still perfectly okay. Then a couple of years after that, people started realizing, oh shit, these babes have started fucking around a lot more and some of them have body counts that actually rival guys. Hell, they probably even double or triple most guys that think that they're fuckboys. So guess what? We want a babe with a much lower body count. But now, there's more and more dudes that are like, oh, you know, I'm gonna work hard, and by the time I decide to get married at 40, I'm gonna get myself a 19-year-old virgin, babe. 
and I'm literally starting to wonder if people are losing their minds. And I don't think people actually notice this in as much as people like to talk about what it is that they want and what it is that they expect. But these expectations that both sides are having are actually becoming wilder and wilder and the people that are giving these expectations or are expected to live up to these expectations are able to live up to them less and less every single day. Because you think about it, when you look at things like wealth inequality, it's not like there's that many guys that are coming up on more and more money. Hell, inflation is making that shit harder. So there's more and more guys that are unable to make the kind of money that these babes are asking for. Then on the other side of this argument, there's literally barely any babes that can say that they cook and clean for their boyfriend. It's not like there's many of them that can actually even cook, let alone cook and clean. And on top of that, most of them are saying that they won't do that for their boyfriend. They'd have to do that when they get a ring, so the husband. So even us guys don't even know if the babes that are out there can really do what it is that they say that they could do because we haven't seen them even do it. And of course, babes nowadays, considering that they're more into work than they are into doing home shit, you can't really expect that they'll be able to do both of those and excel at both, especially considering that they want to get super high positions that give them a lot of money and prestige. So it's becoming less and less attainable for babes to do this, just the same way it's becoming less and less attainable for guys to make the kind of money that the babes want them to make. And honestly, if people don't realize how wild this shit is getting, eventually we're going to have some of the highest rates of loneliness amongst people, some by circumstance and others by choice. And trust me, whichever one of the two you end up on, it's still a deeply painful thing to the individual. Which is why, and to conclude all of this, I actually really do miss campus relationships and campus dating. Like, stuff was simpler back then. You know, people weren't trying to look at how much someone's net worth was or how much money they were making. It was simply a case of, do I like their personality? Do I admire the person and find them attractive? You know, it wasn't about, can this babe cook and clean for me? It was simply, I really like this babe and I like her vibes. I want to be with her. Like, stuff was simpler. People would be together because they simply found each other attractive or they wanted to be with each other, whether for a long time or even for a short stint. Whether it was a case of looks, personality, vibes, or all of the above, even some. At the end of the day, the expectations were simpler. What people wanted from each other was a lot simpler. And the superficiality of a lot of the things that are brought out right now wasn't really as pronounced if it really existed at the time. Of course, gold diggers did exist, fuckboys did exist, hoes did exist, but at least back then, it was a line that was a lot easier drawn and it was easier to sort of identify them. And it's not like they were trying to hide and act like they were looking for the long-term partnership that a lot of them claim that they do right now. Although, considering that there was still cheating and there were a fuck ton of relationship labels back during that time, Maybe I might be wrong about all this shit. So I want your thoughts on it. The DMs are open on IG, on Facebook. It is at Breaktime on my side on Twitter. It is at Bagaka the D. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>